Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to this podcast from Silverdale Baptist Church. We hope to provide you and your family with practical, relevant, and most importantly, biblical strategies so that you can grow and thrive this holiday season. Well, welcome in to the Silverdale Baptist Church podcast. It's our holiday edition. Uh, I'm Ben Schoening. I'm a marriage and family pastor here at Silverdale, and I'm joined by two of my friends slash co-hosts. Here, Caroline Crane and Taylor Hasty, and what we simply want to do over these next four weeks is give some really practical, relevant tips for marriage and family strategies through this season. I know that that my wife Jen and I we've been married for sixteen and a half years, and together with our four kids, I believe that these conversations are going to be uber beneficial for us. Ooh, Ben. Uber beneficial. Uber. It's a great word. It is a great phrase, but I don't I don't see that being part of your personality. Do you say Uber a lot? I'm an Uber guy. You're an Uber kind Are of guy? You, you drive for Uber? No, I don't drive for <laughs> Uber. Oh, you don't drive for Uber. I think that word's restricted to Uber drivers only. Just like you, Ben. I'm excited about what we're doing uh, this holiday season, and I know that the, the resources that we're going to be providing for our church family are going to be beneficial to them. Uh, it's going to help them thrive, and also I know that there are going to be uh, things that my husband, Matt, and my son, Cohen, will be doing along with our church family. Yeah, that's great. I, I mean, like the two of you, I'm excited about Christmas. Uh, my wife is a Christmas elf, so I I have my own elf. I She's don't at home. Know what that means? Well, I, it means that she celebrates Christmas in uber fashion. To Maybe. use your word, just so we speak the same your language. Wife is salt of the earth. Then correct. That's exactly right. She loves Christmas more than anyone I know, and uh, so I. I and she's passing that on to our three kids. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to just sharing, you know, kind of ideas about Christmas and what it means to celebrate the birth of Christ in a meaningful way. And, and really, I love the fact that Caroline used the word thrive, mm. uh, because I think for, for me, that word contains so much more meaning. Uh, I, I think of, you know, in Psalm 23, David writes this phrase. Uh, he says, my cup runneth over. Mm. Mm. And so when I think of the word thrive, that's what I think about, that our cup is so full that it's spilling out over the top. And so, so in a in a year like 2020, where everything seems to be uh, restricting, where, where my cup has felt empty, our cup has felt empty so much, uh, I really want my children, my wife, even for me to look back on this holiday season of 2020 as a time of thriving, mm. uh, a time which our cup ran over. And, and Taylor, that's, well, first of all, I'm probably in contention with your wife in terms of who loves Christmas more. Being that, being that I start listening to Christmas music as soon as I see the Christmas decor go up at Costco. That's a good point. Way too so, soon. So it's not too soon. But uh, I, I love I love how you used what David uh, says in Psalm 23 of my cup runneth over as, as part of 
thriving. And, and it's really where we should be living. It's where I think Christ wants us to dwell. I love in John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I've come that you may have life and have, have it, it abundantly. abundantly. That's have right. it to the fullest. That's right. And not that, not that life is, the life here on earth is, is all we're living for, but there is joy to be had in this life. And so, Amen. like you both said, uh, what, what, what we all share, as different as we all are, what we all share is a passion for our families, a passion for our spouses, a passion for our kids. And so specifically, when we think about wanting our families to thrive this season, wh- where I want us to land on is what do we want our families to remember most about Christmas 2020? Um, and, and so I, I guess before we answer that, um, maybe a question is, how do we even get there? Well, what do you do with your family? A lot of times we hear kind of some canned idioms, one of them being be intentional. Oh, here we go. And it's a great it, word. It is like a great word. word. It's a great word. It is a great word. I mean, how many times have you heard the phrase be intentional? Hey, be intentional. Write that in your journal. Be intentional. Be intentional. Write intentional. that down. Be intentional. I, and, and, and and I think because it's so vague, because it's so broad, because it's so ambiguous. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. It doesn't give me any meat. It doesn't it doesn't tell me what to do. It just says be intentional. So intentional, Caroline, is a great word. But it's it's a it's a theoretical, it's a philosophical word. It's it's this high level word. And and so really what what I love to do with that word intentional is is drill down into it and what are my strategies? I can have all the good intentions that I want for my family to have a wonderful Christmas. But if I don't have any strategies to get there, sure, uh, that's where we're going to get in trouble. So really, I, I, where I want us to talk about is what are the strategies that we're going to have when it comes to mm. developing memories, developing the right kind of memories. So, so Caroline, what do you want your family to remember most about Christmas 2020? And like, like Taylor said, we don't need to exhaust this topic this has been a crazy year. So it has to mean something different this year than it ever has before. Yeah, for sure. One of the things that I would like for Matt and Cohen and myself really to focus on this Christmas is the eternal things. What's eternal? Well, Christ is eternal. So one of the things that Matt and I have sat down and discussed and said that we want to do this Christmas is we're going to read the the book of Luke mm. starting on December mm, 1st it's 24 chapters mm. so from day 1 starting December 1st we will read chapter 1 and we'll finish Christmas Eve with chapter 24 and then we'll wake up on Christmas Day reminding why and who we are celebrating and i just think it's a really great way it's easy it's simple and it it's just something we will have to focus on Christ and the eternalness eternalness is that a word it is now <laughs> well caroline what i what i love about that is i know that there are and, and i'll talk about even some some advent devotionals and some books that are out there they're mm-hmm. all really good but but i think sometimes as parents we al- we almost forget the bible we're looking for books about that's the right. Bible, but about we almost forget yeah. to use yeah, the Bible. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And what's most God's important? Word. What's most important yeah. for our kids to read is the Bible, sure. and for them to see us read it. Oh, that's yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah, and not just that's on right. the screen, like the actual Bible, like a book, a physical book. Right. Mm-hmm. The simplicity of just reading a chapter of Luke per day uh, is is really so profound and so helpful and so beneficial. Uh, I love that idea. Well, Taylor, I think I think there's there's so many things about 2020 that all of us could 
complain about or or say that we don't like. And so really for me, what I want our family to think about is to just enjoy the Christmas season, mm-hmm. to take that time, you know, right now around Thanksgiving uh, and really all the way up through the new year to enjoy being together, to enjoy celebrating Jesus, to enjoy um, being thankful, all of those things to to fill our home uh, and everyone we come in contact with with this uh, joyful energy. And and I, you know what? When I, as I say that, I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to pull that mm-hmm. off? Like I'm already right. thinking, like, oh, okay, that's a wow. I just said that I really want this six weeks of 2020 to be remembered for being enjoyed by my family. What big thing am I going to do right. that's going to make this happen? And you know, the old coach in me, you know, I spent a, a, a long time coaching and, and it, it remind, I'm reminded of the concept that really it isn't about the one big thing, that it's about all of these little things stacked together. Those things put together can equal the big thing, right? Oh, right? Yeah. Totally so, agree. Like, so Caroline, when you say, hey, we're going to read the book of Luke, you know, Cohen is going to remember the time that his family sat down and read the Bible through the Christmas season. He might not remember that you read through Luke. He right. might remember the, that you read through sure. Luke, but he's going to remember the big thing like, hey, at the Christmas, mm-hmm. during the Christmas season, our family got together and read the Bible. And so I want our, our three children, I want my wife, I want them to remember, hey, when dad arrived home, when we, uh, you know, decorated the Christmas tree, when we listened to Christmas music, when we ate, you know, meals together, when we read the Bible together, whether it be an advent calendar that we do or, or, or actually reading through Luke, which I love. Any of those things, I want them to remember putting all of those things together and going, wow, Christmas 2020, we really enjoyed that time together. And Taylor, I love that you talk about the not looking for the one big thing. I talk a lot about uh, in, in my counseling sessions, and, and if I'm working with couples or even individuals, that it can't be looking for the one grand gesture. I don't get an opportunity to do a grand gesture for my wife every day or even every week. I don't have the opportunity to do a big grand gesture. It's in the little, the little things. It's in the mundane, the monotony of the day. I, I equate it to, you know, Taylor, Caroline, we've, we've been to work or professional conferences. A lot of people for their jobs, they go to annual conferences, or at least they used to when that was a thing, right? <laughs> Way right. back pre-COVID. in the pre-COVID right. days. We used to go to these annual conferences and they're great. Annual conferences is the big grand gesture. Sure, that's right. But if I'm relying on that annual conference to learn all that I need to know for my job, I'm going to be really bad at my job. I I grow in my job every day through through the the tedious, monotonous, mundane of doing those simple tasks tasks and getting a little bit better each day. And if we would focus on these little things. And so what, what I want us to glean from this is it doesn't have to be this huge grand gesture or this one big thing that you're going to do for a period of, of 25 days or, or however you choose to celebrate it. It's, it's in these little things every day, but you talk about joy and I can't help but think too, that, that so many of, of people listening are going to resonate with that. They're going to want that too. They're going to want joy. And a lot of times we're going to look for, the, the, the tool or the resource or the event or the something that's going to bring us that joy when, when really we have to realize that the Holy Spirit lives in us an attribute of the Holy Spirit, a fruit of the Spirit is joy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. So if joy is something so that you're wanting to bring into your home, into your home environment, mm-hmm. then recognize God's going to use you to bring that joy. So a lot of times it's going to be my attitude. Mm. 
what am I like when I walk in to the house at night? Or have you connected to the Holy Spirit that day or mm, to Jesus? I mean, right. how, are you connect? Are you, you know, clued in to what's going on? I mean, how can the Spirit bear fruit in your life if you're not connected? Right, right. I, I, I pray a lot for, I pray every day for the kids when they go to school. And oftentimes my prayer is that they would sense the Holy Spirit's presence with them. And I do that for a couple of reasons. One, I want them to, to feel protected. I want them to feel emboldened. I want them to feel convicted, right? If they're about to do something they shouldn't do, sure, I want I'll, them to be like, oh, maybe oh God's watching. Right, yeah, right. That's right. Uh, there's an essence that the Holy Spirit's presence brings. Hmm. What hit me one day when I was praying that is that the Holy Spirit lives in me. And if I'm, if I'm full of the Holy Spirit, then the fruits of the Holy Spirit should be evident in me. What does my presence bring to Jen and to the kids? When I walk in at night, what what do they sense? Do they sense the Holy Spirit? And Taylor, like you said, have I have I taken time to to be connected to be rooted in the Holy Spirit on that day? Well, I give a perfect example of that. So, uh, most people who know me know that I struggle with Christmas music or Christmas in general prior it's to Thanksgiving. Because you're Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Well, ah, Scrooge may be a little bit of a harsh term. It's, I do want to you know, celebrate the season just. Just in its proper it's harsh, but time. There's some accuracy you know, there's to a it. time for everything. That's a scriptural principle, and Carry I follow on. that when it comes to, to Christmas. So I, I think that there is a but if if my goal is for us to thrive as a family and for us to truly enjoy uh, this season, then that comes out in really small ways. For instance, I walked into the house the other day and I noticed that my wife had replaced the doormat with a Christmas doormat mm-hmm. that said joy on it. And I, I walked into the kitchen, I greeted my wife, and I said, hey, you replaced the doormat. It looks really good. And she said, oh, yeah, it's my first Christmas decoration. And I said, well, it looks great. Merry Christmas. My response in that moment brought joy to That's my good. wife. And so because I already had been thinking in my head, okay, we're, we're going to try to bring joy. We're going to enjoy this season. I need to, as you mentioned, Ben, check my attitude, right? If we're going to thrive, as Caroline said, then I've got to be connected to the Spirit. But I also have to know, hey, that's going to come out when I go home. And so, yes, the Christmas decorations came out a little bit early it's for my it's taste. It's 2020. Uh, that's what she says, you know. That's, that's what my wife said. But... I I think that for me, my attitude has to be one of enjoyment, or my family isn't going. And what's to get so joy. great about that is the simple gesture of her putting a mat out that said "joy" reminded you, I need to bring joy. Yeah, that's true. So we've heard Taylor, we've heard mine, um, Ben. What do you want your family to remember? Peace. And I know that that's a, a stand like joy. That's a standard Christmas answer. Uh, I didn't come up with it. It's not original. It was the birth announcement of Christ when the angels appear to the shepherds and say, peace on earth. Uh, and yet I, I believe that that is something that every, every individual, every couple, every family wants. Um, it, it's talked about on, on a world level, world peace, it's, you know, relational peace, inner peace. Jesus is the source of peace. Uh, and, and again, it's one of those fruits of the Spirit. I love using Galatians 5. I love using those fruit, those nine fruits of the Spirit. Almost like put them on a spinning wheel and, and let them land on any of them. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, and then That's focus right. on one. But, That's right. but peace is something that uh, maybe my kids don't even realize they need because they're kids. But I want them to experience it. And, and experience the peace that comes from the peace of Christ. And so one of the ways that, that uh, we're going to 
do this in our home this Christmas season is talk about Jesus a lot. So in Advent process for us, we ordered these last year. They're really great Christmas ornaments that are n- different names of Jesus, different references of Jesus idea. throughout That's scripture. Good. It's so good. All of them have a, a, a Bible verse attached to it. Uh, and so each night we, we hang another ornament with the name of Jesus and then we read that verse. And the more that we can talk about Jesus... And the more that we can mention his name, that we can mention truths about Jesus, mm. there is a peace. I have a theory. It's just a theory, right? But, but people do often talk about something different in the air at Christmas time. And there, there being a, a, a peace, a joy, there, you know, there's some stress too, right? Mm. But I have a theory, Sweetness and I can't help but wonder that when we go into any, any, whether it's a grocery store, a department store, whatever kind of store, oftentimes we hear Christmas music right, being right. pumped through the speakers. Even though it might not be a Christian store, a lot of those songs are pointing to Jesus, whether they know it or not. Hmm. That's right. The fact that the gospel is being preached through right. song, I can't help even but think. Even in the middle of Walmart. I can't, in, yeah. Even in the middle of, I can't help but think that, that we're ushering in the presence of Jesus, and there is an essence, there is a component of peace. So if if that's a byproduct of something that's happening subconsciously, if I put in intentional, strategic effort into talking about Jesus daily and making him the center and focal point of conversations, uh, I just can't help but think that that my family is going to remember this Christmas being peaceful. Yeah, peace on earth, peace in the Shoning's house. Right. I mean, that's great. And I know a lot of us can talk about various resources. You can find all of our resources that we have talked about in our show notes. And also, Ben, didn't you and Jen sit down with a newly engaged couple recently and talk through this subject with them? So we'll have this posted uh, on our website, too. Brian Casey and Natalie Daniel, great, great young couple. couple. They're getting married uh, in In March March of 2021. That's and, exciting. And what they wanted to do, it was so cool. What They're they, so cute. What they wanted to do so was cute. sit down with several couples and have these conversations on how to thrive from the beginning. It's a lot of wisdom beginning. in that. It's, it's good. a ton of wisdom. How to thrive from the very beginning. How to lay that right foundation. So they're going to be talking about various topics. And they even talk about uh, this one. My wife and I got to sit down and, and uh, let them pick our brains a little bit. And um, it was a great conversation that we got to have with them. So we'll post that as well. Yeah. There's a link in our show notes. Check it out. So next week, we're going to be talking about thriving when it comes to our budgeting. Oh, great. Right. That, that's that, exciting. That six-letter, four-letter word. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that's right. Right. And time. And so time. I can't just right. spend money all my time. money at Christmas? No. Absolutely, you can. Oh, and we'll talk no. about what happens when you do that. Oh, great. <laughs> now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that doesn't work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this podcast from Silverdale Baptist Church. Next time, Ben, Caroline, and Taylor will continue the discussion of ways to use God's word for us to grow and thrive this season and beyond. If you like what you've heard, remember to subscribe to this podcast, click like, and then share it with your friends and family. This podcast is produced by the creative team at Silverdale Baptist Church. Connect with us anytime at SilverdaleBC.com. Merry Christmas and have a wonderful week. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. 
You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please, stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.